Never has there been a more crucial time to reveal what is going on beneath the surface of the seas. Meet the smallest monkey in the world, the pygmy marmoset. In here is Wunda, and she nearly died, but uh, thanks to Rebecca, she, she came back from the dead almost. From Jane Goodall's monkeys to David Attenborough's Earth, and even Paul Rudd making us fall in love with tiny worlds, nature documentaries have become an incredibly popular way to get people's attention when it comes to conservation. One of my personal favorites is Sharkwater, a documentary by Rob Stewart that exposes the shark finning industry. Recently, you may have heard some chatter about Seaspiracy, an ocean conservation documentary about the fishing industry that has captivated its Netflix audience and skyrocketed to popularity. However, as with any source of information, it's important to take a step back and examine the validity of what's being told. I'm Sam Marchetti, and welcome back to On the Sidelines. Joining us on the sidelines today to talk about Seaspiracy is Kayla McKee, a wildlife biology and conservation major and science for everyone researcher. Thanks for joining us, Kayla. Thanks for having me, Sam. So I have a question to start that's maybe slightly unrelated to what we're talking about, just a little bit. Um, what's your favorite nature or like conservation documentary ever? Um, I don't know. I have a lot of favorites, but my top one right now would be Blackfish, um, which is about the orca whales that are taken from the wild and put into places like SeaWorld and Marineland and just... Uh, the impacts that that has on like the psychology of the orca whales and how we see aggression in orca whales in captivity, but there's never been anything documented like that in the wild. So I really enjoy that. And anything else that David Attenborough narrates is just top tier for me. Love David Attenborough. Absolutely. Just a one documentary. I feel like if you know Morgan Freeman or David Attenborough or narrating, it's just going to be 10 out of 10. Um, so let's let's talk about Seaspiracy specifically. So what is it about Seaspiracy that's made it gain so much popularity? I think it's just this very high production film that really evokes a lot of emotion for people. And they make these big claims that strike people's emotions and people get upset because they think that what they're doing on a personal level is the only reason that we're seeing decline in like fish populations and ocean health and I think that big emotional reaction is what has made it so popular and has really captured people's attention because the claims and the calls to action are on a very individual level um, and that's the thing about really anything in the media especially film it can't be it can't be unbiased it can't be neutral um, so it just it provokes this reaction on purpose and to me that's why it's been so popular plus it's really well made the imagery is really high quality and really beautiful to look at for some of it so i can see why it's been so popular for sure so it's a lot of invoking emotions and using beautiful imagery and we're using these to talk about what what's the main thesis behind seaspiracy what's the the big idea the biggest takeaway is that fishing and fisheries is what is causing the decline of ocean health 
and of fish populations and that the only way to solve this is to go completely vegan and to stop eating fish. Heck of a thesis. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely sounds like something that would come up at Thanksgiving dinner. Just an argument that strong, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> so uh, we already, we hinted at this a little bit, but what, what does, uh, and I'm talking like scientifically here, um, from a scientific point of view and from, you know, a, like a validity point of view, what does Seaspiracy do properly? I think they touch on a a wide variety of super important topics like they touch on ocean conservation on human trafficking and human rights issues associated with um, the fishing industry which are so important to discuss and that it's not just about the fishing and it's not just about the people it's about the kind of intersection of those two things um, so they do that really really well and it's a good kind of introduction to the field but it never really goes below the surface to use an ocean pun i guess for you um and they just it brings to they do have really good um scientists who are interviewed and they do a good job of having a pretty good balance of people with scientific experience and lived experience like they do have quite a few scientists but they also had um a group uh, called the Sea Shepherds that they interviewed and they were in charge of making sure that these fisheries and fishing vessels were um, treating their people properly. So I think they did a good job of presenting multiple viewpoints. Well, I'm going to be real with you. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, I mean, I know the, you know, the argument there sounds pretty bold. Um, so if they've done all this it sounds like they've done all the right things. It sounds like they've taken the right steps. So why is Seaspiracy coming under fire if they're presenting what sounds like, you know, an effective conservation message? And it sounds, I mean, going vegan, that that helps the environment, right? So what? why are they coming under fire? Then? Uh, the major thing is that context is everything. And they, are t they have uh, taken a lot of facts out of context, a lot of interviews with said scientists and uh, activists like the Sea Shepherds. They took snippets of those interviews to really suit the narrative that they were trying to build. Um, as well, they haven't really done a lot of research in depth. And when I watched it, the first mention of a scientific journal article was at least an hour into the documentary. And they literally put screenshots of Wikipedia on the movie <laughs> so so just for context how long is the movie if the first journal reference was an hour in about an hour and 30 or hour 45 minutes okay so like two-thirds of the way through the movie all right yeah and it just can be very misleading to have those facts taken out of context um because it really it builds the narrative they're trying to provoke this emotional reaction and when they take snippets of facts and snippets of interviews that suit the narrative it makes you believe that what everything they're saying is true and everything is complete when in reality it's just one tiny portion of the whole what do you think the most crucial thing that they've missed is in seaspiracy the biggest thing is the indigenous perspective um they make these claims that every single fishery and any type of fishing whatsoever is detrimental to the ocean health and detrimental to fish populations whereas there are indigenous people 
uh, in North America, in Asia, all over the world, who have been fishing sustainably for generations. And it's been proven that that type of fishing is actually beneficial to the ecosystem because some harvest actually helps uh, that ecosystem health. So they miss that voice completely. They don't have anyone Indigenous interviewed. They don't offer that perspective. Um, whereas about 90% of fisheries worldwide are deemed small scale and sustainable. So they really miss that critical part. So, so they are making a good point about the large scale fisheries, but they're missing this huge aspect that the large scale fisheries don't make up that much of what the problem is or what no. the fishing industry is. Sorry. They're a small part of the fishing industry, but a large part of the problem. Interesting. And instead, they're making this blanket statement, um, kind of blaming all the smaller sustainable fisheries um, yeah. as one. Or just omitting their voices completely. So my last question for you, how can viewers assess the validity of something that's on Netflix? I mean, it's Netflix, right? We've, uh, you know, this is basically as close to like CBC as most people get these days. This is supposed to be our source, what's reliable? If Netflix says it's, you know, a documentary and it's true, how do we how do we assess validity when it comes to something like a Netflix documentary? Um, well, we talk about this a lot with uh, Science for Everyone. And if you look back all the way at the beginning of the Instagram page, uh, we have our radar post. So radar is a tool that we use uh, to assess vil validity. So we can use the same kind of tools that we would use to assess like a social media post. And we should be using them with like Netflix films, right? Because mm -hmm. Netflix films might be just as bad as your Aunt Karen's Facebook. <laughs> and I think that is a wonderful note to end on. Um, so <laughs> thanks, Kayla. Thanks for coming in. Um, and to our listeners, thank you again for tuning in. And remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your questions about the science impacting your world. If you want to learn more about Seaspiracy or any of the other topics we've talked about on the show, you can visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at Sci for Everyone and on our website at scienceforeveryone.ca. For more information on COVID-19 vaccines, you can check out our sister podcast, Vaccination, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. On the Sidelines is a podcast by Science for Everyone. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, Connor McLean, and June Kim, with editorial help provided by Kayla Benjamin. On the Sidelines is funded by the U of T Student Engagement Award, 